Podfix. Hey, this is Hank Hill, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Mouse and Weens. What kind of waveform is that going to make? She just burped everybody. I'm telling. I'm telling. Welcome to Mouse and Weens, everybody. I'm Mouse. I'm Joelle. I'm the mom one, the married one, down in San Diego. And I'm Weens, and I'm the single one in L.A. There's a reason why I'm single, which we'll hear later. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're wonderful and beautiful. We're on YouTube, you guys. She has her long, beautiful neck and her hair up in a nice bun. And I was just saying... I look like Pat from Saturday Night Live. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody do that. Squish your shoulders way up. Get your neck right into your chin and just kind of flare out your bottom lip. Oh, come on, that Jules. You can do it better you. than that. No, I don't want to. Not when we're being oh, recorded. Wow. Okay, I will. Look at this. <laughs> we have some good ones of John Favreau. You can do a good John Favreau. You've, yeah. <laughs> She's got her chin jutting out. <laughs> do <laughs> your like a puppet. Oh no! I, I was just you. doing the yeah, weirdest thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so dumb. you look like Tony Clifton from uh, <laughs> yeah. Man in the Moon. Yeah, that was what I was going for. I'm glad we could really do ugly faces. I kind of like we do that a lot, where we'll just send each other. First, we'll do like a glamour shot, and then yeah. we'll be like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, suck your head back in your neck." It's so fun. Try it, everybody. And there's there's all these Instagram model girls that do it too, which I really love. Oh. I love when there's. The people who are Real. pretty, pretty princesses that can just have fun and be funny and do all that kind of stuff. We need more of that in this world, you guys. Please, that's why I like us. Amy Schumer. I really do. Yeah, she just she went on. A sh- I think Oprah asked her to come on, and she goes, "Do you mind if I just not put on makeup and just wear my sweat?" She's like, "Of course." And yeah. then she did. Doesn't care. I know. I love that. I know. It's so refreshing. I don't know. I'm tired of being pretty. <laughs> I mean, trying to be pretty. It's an awful world for me. I know. It's hard to be rich and pretty. Oh, no. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't don't subscribe to the whole thing and the trendy clothes and the whole thing. In fact, my sweet friend, uh, we're going to go to Cabo together at spring break. Carla. Yeah, and we were talking about, she's like, oh, have you shopped for new clothes? Are you, what are you packing? And this was at my little luncheon with the ladies. And uh, so everybody was weighing in. Yeah, 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 Cabo. And I go, you guys, I I haven't even tried or looked. I mean, I went on Stitch Fix. I was like, oh, because Carla said something before. You should get a little dress or something. I had quit my uh, Stitch Fix um, subscription. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I quit like last year. The last time I bought clothes for myself was 2018. Wow. So I never shop. It's not in my radar. I don't think it's important. I don't know. I just wear the same yeah, old stuff. Me too. And I just feel like less of a woman. I don't know. Do you ever get that? I, yeah, all the time. Really? I wear stuff yeah. from sometimes 15, 20 years ago where it's ridiculous. 
but you're always look you always look cute you always have like bright colors and different shirts like I think you get bored easily so you do pick out new tops and things like that don't you whereas I literally have t-shirts from high school like still and not that I wear them but yeah you have them well you're also a, a keeper of things yeah. I wasn't going to say hoarder. I was going to say a keeper. You're an archiver. Yes. I'm an yes. archiver. Well, I, why throw it away? Why fill up a landfill when it's still perfectly good? It fits. You can still wear it. The fact or that you it, could wear stuff from high school? I mean, not a lot. You can. But I can if I needed to. I wore my prom dress to a, a mom's night out thing. Well, I couldn't zip the back, but it was after <laughs> I had a baby too so it was kind of like but that now now it's not bouncing back now i'm now i'm old but well you'll go back to the gym it's yeah. work it's it's the whole thing anyway i just am i'm feeling but i, I don't jo- know i'm Ow! struggling with it i'm struggling i want to be a woman i want to be feminine i want to like shop and i want to find joy in shopping and get into all this stuff and I hate it. I hate going shopping. I get tired. I'm like a dude. I find the chair. I want to sit in the corner. I don't. I want to play on my phone instead. I have a million other things I'd rather do with my time. But I feel like I have to go shopping for this trip. Do what the stitch do? fix. Because, guys, if you don't know what that is, gals, I'll say, because I'm sure... I think it might be for guys, too, but you yeah, basically yeah. type in all this information. They give you... It's real easy. My friend Blake got this uh, for mm-hmm. a birthday present for me once, and uh, you, they have you whittled down, and they get a sense of what your style is, and then they send you a box of stuff. So maybe, like, shoes, a hat. They put together a compilation based on your... It's probably like how Netflix gives you suggested It's a subscription movies. box thing. And they have you send pictures from Pinterest, like outfits you like. So they, they can really hone in on your style. <gasps> yeah. I didn't and, know that. Yeah. And it is good, but some of it you send back. And, but I did love it because I don't have to go shopping. Someone else picks stuff for me. It's a little bit on the trendy side, I guess, like depending. And, well, yeah, it's all pretty trendy they're not going to sell you stuff that's not um but i don't know i feel like i'm i'm missing a gene or something i'd have that same gene do do you go through this too yeah what is it because our mom is really cute and feminine and like shopping and we, and all she stuff. took us shopping i remember having to go every year for school yeah getting lost in the clothing rack at macala's crying yeah. <laughs> not knowing how to get out that's my first memory well you were a little wild child you would go run and hide and stuff like that they'd get lost in the racks. <laughs> i just weeds. i realized this about myself i had a friend who was the crazy one and i would tell all these stories about how he always would get me in trouble he was the cra- <laughs> and then after i hear all these stories about me i said I was the crazy one. I projected it all on this guy. <laughs> Poor unknown friend that I won't mention, but... Uh, oh. Yeah, because you were the wild little girl. You were the crazy, like, run away, get in trouble, do this, do that, build this, destroy that. No! A little bit. A little you bit. have this... It's a tainted memory a little Wait, bit. You are the one saying it. I'm just... All right, but now I have like, to defend myself because you really <laughs> oh, jumped on that one. I would, I told mom, I said, I'm sorry. I think I was a crazy kid. And she said, no, you weren't. You were lovely. I will go with mom's opinion. I was lovely with a little bit of a fun side. A fun side that would like to light things on fire and bury things. And I would shave not. things. Okay, and- Joelle. 
and you're let taking animals go. <laughs> you're taking a specific time in I was rebelling. It was teenage angst. Okay. It was not my whole childhood. I was also a butterfly catcher. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yes, you were. And a releaser of all uh I would release animals from cages. And feed them and things like that, which yeah. leads into this amazing story that we have coming up. But I want to I want to prep the audience. Our lovely listeners. Thank you, listeners. <clears throat> we had good fun feedback from our last episode, which we talked about exes and, uh, you know, bad guys and, and good memories of exes and things like that. And this time we wanted to get we wanted to drill down a little on some specific stories, um, namely Ween's exes. So we, we, she actually called some exes up from her past and asked them to tell some stories. Yeah. See, you have this great ability to um, stay friends with all these guys. With the few, you know, the ones who I think we were, you know, there's the ones that you just really like as people. And then there's some that came and went that were not as boyfriendy. But these guys are all cool and we just remained friends for years. Yeah. Yeah. Most of my exes are friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nice so it's cute. So, how did you prep it because I think we'll we'll put some of the calls because in. Because you were late. And I said 6 o'clock, please. And I you know. and I said, "Joel, this time, can you please have everything set up and ready at 6? Tight I schedule I have." I'm sorry. Tight schedule I have. <laughs> and uh and then guess what can happened? Can I tell you what happened though? Here's what sure. happened. Okay. My day this morning. I woke up at 6 a.m. I had to call Home Depot and reserve a truck. I had to get there within 30 minutes or they give the truck away. So I have to get to Home Depot by 6.30 Where are you going in a truck? I'm about to tell you. Oh. I get this pickup truck. I made sure it was open. I pick up Dave on the way home and we go <clears throat> deep into Escondido, which is the neighboring city. And we go to the magic, no, mountain meadow mushroom farm. Because we're picking up a load of compost. They give away tons of this great organic compost, usually for free if you scoop it yourself. But they also have a big loader, like a big bulldozer thing, and they'll dump it in your truck for you for 25 bucks. Oh, my God. Sorry, Julia, that's you my live cat. alone. Oh, <laughs> squeaky door. Why does she open? She did this in the bathtub. I'm in the bathtub. <laughs> and the door opens and no one comes in. I was like, ah! <laughs> get the bear spray oh, oh my Christ. god i'm sorry go he's gonna get grizzly spray in the eyeball that's not gonna be good <laughs> sorry uh anyway so we do this whole thing and we get the load of compost we drive back we go to the school garden because i'm getting the school garden soup back up for springtime planting <clears throat> and we're unloading uh wheelbarrowfuls of compost all morning finish at 11 o'clock go out to lunch have a beer come home and I take a bath to get all the compost smell off me. And it was such a cozy bath and I was just relaxed and I put on my robe and I had my hair tied up in a pillow, a pillow, a towel. And I laid in my bed on my new silky pillow and I was just so cozy and happy. And I was like playing on my phone. I had, oh, I have plenty of time to set up for the recording. And guess what happened? I fell asleep. Ladies and gentlemen, if you sit her down, she'll fall asleep. This is a woman who doesn't sleep because you're always moving. Dave calls me a shark because if I stop moving, I sleep. Um, 
so I have to keep moving. But look at this hair. It's like I just got it cut and colored, but it's like all frizzy and short. Listeners, and it's frizzy and short. It's yes, and it's not purple. That's the light. Anyway, I'm so sorry. So I fell asleep, but I had a big morning, and that's why. And well, I love in you. the time that she fell asleep, I decided I would reach out to a couple of my ex boyfriends. <laughs> who are friends. Which and... is so brilliant. I'm so glad you did. That was <laughs> so great. I did, and it was probably, yeah, it was perfect because everybody was around and was able to talk. So I just put I them on the it. microphone, and, and uh, yeah, Dave Barley, and... Oh, wait, we're not saying last names anymore, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, this is, they've allowed me They're to. They're fine. Not, okay. not okay. if you're being a mean person and talking bad. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> set it up when we get there. All right, all right. But, well, yeah. I want to hear also really quick, too, I know what else you've been working on, which has kind of crunched your, the reason why you're so tight on wanting to record quickly is because you have all this school stuff you kind of put on the back shelf for a second because we're doing the screenplay thing. Talk about that. How, and today was a big day. Yeah. So with the, we were on the pop-up film cast. Can you set all this up? You're better at this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're part of the Podfix Network. Everybody go check them out, podfixnetwork.com. A whole collection of great podcasters, and um, we've swapped on shows and got to know the guys at Pop-Up Film Cast. So they Keith, Gala, and how do you say his last name properly? And uh, I'm not sure. Gala. Gala? Yeah. Keith. And Derek. Keith um, and Derek. Pop-Up okay, Film Keith Cast. Okay, Keith and guys. Derek. Yeah. And uh, so they... I guess did this last year along with Phil Rude, who has the picture show with Austin and Phil Rude. And they did the New York City Screenwriters Challenge. And every year... You just called uh, it NY... Okay, sorry. NYC. Um, and you submit a screenplay and they give you three topics, right? A genre, uh, a location, and a like a thing or what is the... What do they call it? Was it was the way... Uh, I'll just tell you what ours were, whatever category mm-hmm. it's in. They give you a genre. Ours was fantasy. They give mm-hmm. you a situation, we'll say, and it was a transformation. And then the character, one of them had to be a castaway. Yeah. So we were assigned to a group, and that group... Um, of strangers were just online. We yeah. don't know them, right? Like but you had to have 12 people. pages, and you could only have eight days to do it? Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I had milky what tea. I'm very bubbly. Throat. I know. So take it away. No. So you worked on it like crazy. I came yeah, in as the editor. Yeah, this was editor, the spring but... break. I thought I was like, oh, okay, 12 pages. That's not too bad. I could probably get something in in three days and then I'll have time to do schoolwork and then go and hang out with my sister because it was her birthday Yay. on, the, on uh, March 25th and my mom's birthday on March 25th. My mom shot Joelle out. of her canoodler on March 25th, her very birthday. This happens. Yeah, laying there on a delivery bed. I know. And it was me, and she calls me her best present ever. (laughs) Uh, What does she call me? Yeah, the biggest baby ever. (laughs) Maybe you almost killed her. How do you feel about that? Mm. 11 pounds, 9 ounces. They had to do an emergency C-section. Anyway, it should not have been an emergency knowing that there's a giant watermelon shooting out of a cornhole. <laughs> it's dumb. I, please take that out. out of a, I don't, I don't I think they had the technology. I meant to but say, yeah. Like a, Our uncle, an ER doc, had to uh, run in and order a 
portable x-ray to, to prove that you would not fit through the pelvis um, area. So they had to go do an emergency Pelvic C-section. Floor. Pelvic uh, region, bones. Yes. So that's anyway, what happened. Anyway. Screenwriting. Screenwriting. So Took it all up. Sorry. Today is our deadline. We still have till midnight tonight. And they still let you resubmit. So what Are happens... Are you going to do any more changes? Okay. I'm yeah. done. I can't done. look at it one more time. But you are a great help in this. I I just kind of did it because it was in my brain and then went and then called you and said, what do you think? And you said, I like it. And then we kind of went back and forth on some ideas. Yeah. And then I just kind of knocked out the rest. And then you were great. You had so, areas that were confusing and... It was a good partnership. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy in my role of being the final cut person and editor type screenwriter, whatever. Um, stories in the edit. Hey. So what? How, what is your process? Like, how did that story even get into your brain? What were you thinking? What do you do? Because you've written a bunch of screenplays. So where do the ideas come from? Well, and this was... Folks, this would be about a few. But no, um, you've done a lot. Yeah, like little short stories and things. And a couple features that never went anywhere. And that Garden Girl play, that was a play that we Yeah. So that, that was it was huge. a similar process because the same thing with that is I tend, well, it depends on what. I mean, I don't, I didn't know how to write 12 pages. It's a weird number and I didn't, I haven't, I was thinking big, like feature film ideas. And I think that might be what I go to just because that was more familiar, taking classes for feature films and having... I don't know, but I did a couple mm-hmm. short things, so I have nothing. Imp- I will say that just 12 pages kind of baffled me. I didn't know how to do it. So I still thought kind of big, and I'll just sit and close my eyes and then think of like, oh, okay, so maybe it could be set on a island or a tropical island, and then this thing could happen, and then maybe that character, okay, wait, that doesn't make sense. And I just kind of run the whole story through my head. Of a beginning, middle, end, and just kind of close my eyes and think about it for a long time. And then maybe take a break and think about but it. But you so. kind of, you got the assignment and it really took you 24 hours to come up with the story. It was pretty quick, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I yeah. think that's quick, but I don't know if oh. that's normal. You I have was a great thinking. Brain. You, you are a great storyteller and, and have a great brain for that. So You do too. We've done this. I was just telling Joelle because she... You downplay yourself. I get very angry at this. You go, I'm not creative. You're creative. Bull shims. I can do it. You if are. I pushed, I suppose. I've never really tried it. So maybe the next time around when you have more school going on, I will try it. And um, I'll be yeah. the main writer. If we person. make it to the next round. So we just submitted it. I already submitted it. And I'm not going to touch it again. So we have till midnight. Then it takes them a while to read. There's like 1,000, 1,500 people involved in this. Yeah. And so they read for a while, and I think the next round, if you make it to the next level, it um, turns into three pages. Wait. It goes down yeah. to, like, five pages you have to do in three days. And then the next round is 24 hours to do one page. Which is so crazy. But I guess it And works. it's got to be good. So that sounds probably And the same easy. guy won the whole contest last year and the year before, yeah. which is so nuts must- to me. He might. So now we're like, and there's only two women out of all 17 years that they've done this that have been winners. So we also that, have to change that ratio, Weens. Come on. Let's change it. Let's I know. It. I There's there's some flaws in my writing. I don't know what I'm doing 100% or 
I, you know, but I, you learn. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the feedback is on the, on the, um, judging, but I think you're great and I loved it. But I also was trying not to be like, oh, you're great. Everything you do is wonderful Thank and you. give some constructive criticism too. So we'll see where it goes, but yeah. But what so if we're going to do an the interview. second round and then I suck. What if I mess the whole thing up? It's all right. You'll do out. fine. You'll do fine. Mm. I'll be your sounding board and then we'll just, it, who cares? It's a fun thing that we're doing. This is all, all right. for fun. Yeah. Fun. And then that we're took talking eight with days. The guys along the way and they were going to record um, the process too. And so we're, yeah. Up so and Phil and Derek it. and Keith, we've all been in communication like, okay, guys, how are you doing? Did you get, it was really nice to have that support and that group yeah. there. And it's so exciting. I love being a part of a team instead of Does this always. remind you of your art of freelance group kind of where yeah, kind of like you that. check in and yeah. Kind like of. That. it. We didn't check in and really get, you know, we didn't talk stories. We didn't talk like, okay, so where are you? Let's talk about ideas. We just checked in like, go guys, how you doing? Like, oh, I think I'm getting close. So, and now yeah. tomorrow we're going to record our first podcast on the pop-up film cast. Okay. tomorrow with phil and then those guys and uh we're gonna talk about it okay yay so That's we'll so talk exciting. more depth i think yeah i love it and you you can't make it tomorrow and you're bummed out about it but you can make the we're next we're doing round. a birthday thing um with sorry joe mm. get that out of you what is it <laughs> i don't know what's what, did you drink milk and beer what's happening no it's tea oh maybe it was the beer from earlier it's like coming back up no, it's just my normal little afternoon tea. I don't know. She what's does happening. her pips or whatever tea. PG tips. Yeah. Like like Chris Martin of Coldplay. Is that why? Oh, he's so cute. That's what I was watching. I was watching some interviews of him when I fell asleep in a dreamy <laughs> Chris Martin land. <laughs> now, do you is this normal? That's a question. Is it normal to be obsessed with a particular and it might be. My friend Jennifer Martin loves Gerard Butler. And she's married happily, and it's that little hall pass, like, wow, if that ever... But it's kind of a fantasy, but still secretly. It's like, if you ever meet him, you have to call me. What about Dana and her uh, Korean actor, that one guy she loves? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget his name, but... Okay, so now on the topic of... Okay, wait, you have to tell real quick why. So the obsession is just fantasy and fun. Do you oh, ever think of really it's meeting not even him? Fantasy. It's just fun. I don't know. I like the music and I think he's a nice person. And Aww. I mean, really, if it if push came to shove and I would meet him, I wouldn't know what to say. I'd say, Hi, thanks for I met him music. for you. Yes. And I was so nervous and I don't usually get this dorky except for a couple times. <laughs> but I was like, Oh, hi. Uh wait. Can, can we call my sister? I was just like, <laughs> and he was so sweet, but he was like, no. <laughs> he had to go. Yeah, you guys met at a record store, behind a record store. He was store. going, I was shooting uh, location photos for the Runaways movie. Oh my, wait a second, there's some connection to Don Johnson there. I can't, uh, maybe He's dating her, his daughter. Yeah, but to the Runaways movie, I was thinking Dakota oh. Fanning, so I was thinking Dakota Johnson. Forget it. Oh, but no. uh, I was shooting for that movie, and I'm like, "Oh, hi, I'm location scouting. Can I take a photo with you?" Uh, I wanted, and then it was all for you, but I didn't Sorry. know like what to say, and I was trying to like get him to, and he's like, "Oh, what movie are you working on?" I was like, "A feature film." <laughs> Can we call my sister? Like, I didn't even didn't, talk normally. You could have talked weird. about Joan Jett and the Runaways. Yeah, he would have loved been, that. 
He loves music so much. If I'm a normal person, but I was so like nervous for you. I was like, it's, this is the I'm guy sorry. that I said if I ever met him, I have that. It was like a prayer almost where I said, if I meet Cold Martin in my career, <laughs> wait. <laughs> You really do get nervous talking about See, him. I'm even getting nervous now. <laughs> He's really chilly. Cold Martin, they call him. Cold it's not Chris as sexy. Cold Martin. Oh, that's yeah, good. Okay. That's his rap name. You're mad still, I could tell, about the fact that I said someone called you crazy. They didn't. I was making that up. No, I know. No, Phil Rude teases me. I, I, And now I'm like just turning it up to... 11 because I think it's funny that people think I'm a real stalker because I'm not. not she's no. normal she just has a fan well how many videos do you watch a day of his that's just here I don't know if they pop up on YouTube you know how YouTube is it just like keeps feeding you the yeah, whole thing yeah but how many you don't have don't to know. click two three five he's done a lot of interviews it's interesting sometimes six maybe seven know. maybe don't Over look at team? my YouTube history whatever you do and don't let yeah. Dave see it either guys nuts know. Yeah. My friend, friend Pork says. We are sponsored by Dream Dinners. Go to dreamdinners.com and enter Mouse and Weens 99 at checkout if you're in the local area of Poway or San Marcos, and you will get $99 off your first order and free delivery if you choose it, or you can go pick it up. It is such a game changer, you guys. Dream Dinners has really changed our family mealtime. We make meals together. We sit down together. I feel confident that they're healthy foods, and the kids can even make them. My husband can make them. It's a really fun, wonderful service. I've been using it for three years, and I finally approached them and said, let's make this a business arrangement because I talk about you all the time anyway. So here we are. You save an average of $200 a month off your grocery bill if you sign up for Dream Dinners, which isn't a subscription service. It really is a ad hoc. You can choose it monthly. Uh, whenever you want to stop, you can stop. So there's no subscription. Um, you only have to come in and pick up your meals once a month or have them delivered, but you will get a good bunch of meals in your freezer that you can thaw out and use as you see fit. This is perfect for people who have likes, dislikes, and allergies, and you can insert special instructions for your meals. And it really will change your lifestyle. You guys, please do go try it, mouseandweens.com. We have a quick link to give you your $99 off, or you can go to dreamdinners.com, choose your location. They are nationwide. And if you are in our local area, enter mouseandweens99 and get free delivery and $99 off your first order. All right, and let's hear from our friends on the Podfix Network. Hey, hey, this is Keith. And I'm Derek. And we're the Pop-Up Filmcast, and we just got out of seeing an exclusive viewing of... Silk and Danger. Oh, man, it was awesome. The action could not have been bigger. And when Kiefer Sutherland peeled off his skin to reveal an older Kiefer Sutherland underneath it, I couldn't believe it. It, it, it had that, that twist ending that M. Night Shyamalan's always wished he had. Yeah, it was like M. Night Shyamalan and Scooby-Doo and Keeper Sutherland peeling off skin. Um, it's all the things that anyone could ever hope for in a movie. Also, corn. The band and the f- vegetable. <laughs> lots of it sitting around. Man. Tune in every Tuesday. Pop up Filmcast. You can find us on uh, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and, of course, Podbean. And, uh, and hear more in-depth reviews about great movies like this Keith for Sutherland classic.
Yay, Podfix. Go check it out. Okay. Um. <laughs> All right, boyfriends, let's get to it. All right, exes, weens, exes, Julianne, you are a unicorn. You are this uncatchable oh, stop. beast Don't of a set me beautiful up like no. woman that everyone is oh, so stop. curious Please about. Don't. You walk into a room and the Let's party stops, this. heads turn. Oh. You are, you have this cloud of, of energy and love and charisma and it's crazy. It really is. So so many people well um, thank you that's very want to crack your nut (laughs) so we these are a few stories of those who have wait so let um, me unset that up because this is like my mom (laughs) she's amazing she's a producer of many tv shows she does all these things and then okay so the the normal version of all that is these people were all friends I enjoyed their company, and we connected, and they were With nice and With dinkies and, and twinkies. Fun. Oh, come on. Why? Why would you Well, because it was more than friends. They're more than friends. They're the ones that you made love connections with, and they turned into relationships. We they turned into real got boyfriends. got to first base, and here's some stories <laughs> What's from first these base? guys. Dinkies and twinkies. <laughs> you go right to the dinks and twinks for first base. I like it. That's why. Joelle, these, all right, I'm okay, these guys I'm are all basically married. Two of them are very happily married. Blake and Dave. And then Matt is not married, but he has a baby. And so their wives are all very lovely people. I like them yeah. all very much. Yes, yes, and they're yes. all cool with being friends, which is the only reason they came to share their stories about when we were together yeah no you're very good about making their friends yeah keeping friends and and it's all good and it is and it should be that way you did some conscious uncoupling like chris and gwyneth and that's wonderful i applaud you boy did they miss out (laughs) (laughs) okay here we go make sure we can hear this okay ready okay Uh I guess I, I, what first came to mind was when we were in Mexico downtown somewhere and we were at some little uh, pet store, if you call it a pet store, but uh, there were these little mice kind of reaching out on the little cages and you wanted to feed them something. So you grabbed one of the bags of food they were selling, you like ripped open the bag. I'm like, what are you doing ripping the bag open? They're going to make you pay for it or we're going to get arrested in Mexico. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to feed them. Looks like they're hungry. So I uh, proceeded to walk out of there and say, I'm not with you because I don't <laughs> want to go down here in Mexico, get arrested. I want to continue this fishing trip tomorrow. So I want to be in Mexican jail, get my ass kicked. Anyway. <laughs> so you took the fishing trip over the, <laughs> yeah. over the girl. Yeah. Thanks. So I was like, go ahead. I, they didn't see you, but you were feeding them. Remember and, uh, also? That was, that was funny. Remember the meerkats? A, huh? oh, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, the meerkat. Yeah, but that was another guy getting mad at you because you were feeding the meerkat popcorn. And the guy was with his son next to us. He's like, son, that's something. Didn't he say, like, that's something. That's something you don't do. He said, the kid said, dad, what is she doing? He goes, something stupid. <laughs> right. I didn't hear. I just something. That's something you don't do or something. There's all these popcorn laying in the meerkats. And then you look over to the right and there's a sign. Please do not feed any of the meerkats human food. 
<laughs> Whoops. Oh, man. Okay, and then what's the horror story? Oh, the, the Idaho, the famous story when you we were riding uh, in that stable or something, and I was riding Denny's Pride horse, and uh, you wanted to run yours, and I was not comfortable on it when they started running, so I just wanted to walk them, and I remember asking you, hey, Julian, please just walk yours, because every time you run yours, mine wants to take off and follow yours. Well, I think I'm going to let mine run a little bit, get some energy out. So please don't. So what do you do? You start running yours, and mine takes off running. And if you remember, I didn't know what I was doing, so I clenched down with my knees on the horse because I was scared, but that means they should go faster, I guess, which I didn't know that. And remember everyone screaming at me. Danny's yelling at me. Everyone's, yeah, God damn, the mayor, get off the... Oh, man, that was classic. And then he very yelled scary, at you. If very you're gonna scary run... at the same time for me. But uh, that was the one where you, the horse went off on its own and went through the door. Oh, no, that was another one when I was <laughs> trying to lead the horse. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some local girl had her big gulp, and she was like, this is a hard story to tell because you have to see it. I have to draw a picture. But they were trying to get through the stable door. And I this was is the arena. The horse, but I don't know how to lead a horse, and they're so powerful. But it basically nudged me to get through the door, and I nudged into the girl and, like, totally, like, shoulder-checked her, knocked her drink out of her hand. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I am so sorry. I did not know this animal was going to turn that way and be so strong to knock me oh man that thing they're strong there's more a lot more respect for those when you get up close to a horse it's like, holy cow this thing whooped my ass but you were the one that also pointed out that uh i think you you don't want to touch the horse there it's a it's a wolf spot it's a sensitive that's their wolf spot uh, yeah i don't know i was i said that yeah i think so i think you were telling me that there's a vulnerable part of the horse you don't want to touch which is like it's underbelly because that's where the wolf get gets them and you said that's their wolf spot i don't know i didn't know what i was doing i know you're not supposed to clinch down because that makes them go faster that's one thing i'll never forget and then denny yelled at you and said if you're gonna ride that mare yeah now i'm something that all i remember too is now i gotta retrain him again it's gonna take him two weeks Something. And then he called give you a mule. city. Give him the ass. Give him the jackass to ride. They give him a mule like, after that. I'm like, oh, thanks. I don't need any mule. I'll sit this one out. Okay. <laughs> I did. Hey, I got, I got my, got my medal, whatever. Oh, man. I know. You got your stirrups, your big old belt. But uh, I think he also, Denny also called you a city boy, if I remember right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. City boy. And I think you got, you did too one night playing the. Liar's dice too. Everyone's laughing at me. I was pretty good, Jules. You guys got you got me pretty good over there. That's good. That'll get you back from throwing me into the bear. No problem. Right? Yeah. I feel. Yeah. That's a story for another time. That was so cute. Oh my gosh. All right. So, tell us really quick about Dave. We've talked about him a bit, but remind everybody who Dave is. He's great. He's just a good guy. He's um. We went out, I don't even know what year it was. I want to say like 2000. It was after dad was sick in the hospital and and I had kind of moved-ish back to be with dad a little bit and then just kind of hung around. So he was, so Dave and I reconnected. We were old friends from back in the day at Elsa Brani. And uh, this that is was like the Primus guys. They were all fishermen together, right? And Kind of, I mean, 
that was Mark's connection of, that was a boyfriend I had. So that whole crew was all friends with each other, like Sean Hughes and Mark and Dave. And so Dave and I reconnected. Yeah. This was our uh, punk rock episode. So we talked about it a little bit then. But Dave was great. And if you can hear, I totally think he sounds like Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he looks like him. They called him Happy. Yeah. Uh, Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah, so this is like, yeah. So wait, which came first? Did you like Dave first and then you liked Adam Sandler after? Or you liked Adam Sandler first and then maybe that was why you liked Dave? I don't know. I wouldn't Or no. Like it's just, just coincidence. It looks like someone. Yeah, it's probably like Dave and Chris Martin. Like, did you choose Dave because he looks like Chris Martin? Or did you yeah, like Chris no, Martin because no. I think they're just yeah happenstance that they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Those uh, are so funny. I love Dave, these stories. He's, he's hilarious. So funny. Yeah. And he's. Now got a little kid, little Dave, and yeah, he's selling lizards. We should give a shout out to his company. It's called DB Reptiles on Instagram. He is one thing that I will say about Dave is he was very meticulous with what he did. So he was doing fishing back then and he was breeding like geckos and reptiles, and he is very good about getting beautiful colors out of them and wow. you know he always was very clean and organized and a good businessman and diligent and so all of his stuff is very yeah. good product good quality stuff i will yeah. say yeah so i remember check out when his he, website he came up to idaho at christmas and he brought a big cooler full of crab that he had just caught and that one over mom mom was like oh. and denny and they still to this day said, yeah but said, then he that was he messed up the horses, so he kind of he didn't Dave. get invited back, huh? <laughs> so speaking We're of that, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the Idaho thing, we hear from another ex-boyfriend. This one is Matt. Matt. Um, I'm gonna play his his Idaho one, and then we'll hear the other one. Okay, sound good. Okay, all right. Here is Matt. I did forget to mention this one, and uh, I'm sure the rest of the ex-boyfriends can all uh, be happy about this, is that uh, if you were brought up to the great land of Idaho with, uh, to meet her mom, who's absolutely wonderful, and her, and her stepdad, uh, who will just give you an eye and look at you and be really honest and say, mm, you're not coming back. One time. You're a one-time wonder. <laughs> You've been up there once. So if there's any ex-boyfriends out there that have actually been up there more than once, I'd like to hear them. I'd like to talk to them because I, I couldn't get past the one. You know, Cowboy Denny taught me to, to rope a cow. He told me how to, how to eat a steak with a knife. Okay. He told me how to stay away from all the candy in the garage and the cookies that, uh, you know, Julianne's mom would make. And it looked like a, a buffet for the Salvation Army out there. You know, it's 15 miles of cookies. I'm like, I don't even know. I mean, most of their square footage on that ranch is actually just the garage so they can put the cookies in there. I mean, screw the animals, you know. Screw that downstairs area, which is really rad. I mean, that that garage is it. Just keeps all the cookies cold. Brilliant. So again, if there's any exes, ex-guys out there that have uh, been there twice, I want to know because I'm going to put you on my podcast. Which I was like, does he have a podcast? He should with that voice, but he doesn't. Right? He yeah. should. He almost was the radio, uh, the Ven Scully of the Padres. They were like auditioning people oh, to be, yeah. you know, what do you call that? A baseball announcer. Announcer. And He's, he yeah. got to the final level. Like they really? just, they did an open call thing or 
1,500 people showed up and he got down to the last couple people and he got to announce a game at Padres Stadium. Wow. Whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He also was in the um, at SeaWorld. He was one of the yeah like, the, pet the comedian uh, announcer guys for the the show with the dogs and the cats and everything. Yeah, yeah he's cool. a great guy. He's an actor. He's a professor and he's a playwright and he has several books out. Matt Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Look him up. He's good and he's our voice actor for some of our yes. Fun intros. Oh my gosh, we forgot. Yeah. he does a lot of our characters. Yeah, in the very beginning. All right, yeah. um, let's hear his other one too because I thought this one was interesting. This was his his uh, Valentine's Day story about you. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So um, one of the great ones was uh, Valentine's Day, twenty something, sometime in the twenty first century. Uh, yeah. So it was Valentine's Day. We were just we weren't together. We were just as uh, Julianne said we were just quote having fun so I understand that that's that means having fun and not being serious we've been friends for several years before that so Valentine's Day came around and I, I didn't get anything for her and she was working in an office uh, some production office and I just said ah okay I said what why, why aren't there any flowers like, oh you want flowers no yes but are we are we dating? No. Oh, so and then I finally got flowers, and then I didn't get flowers. And then she was mad that I didn't get flowers, but then she was mad that I was asking her to get the flowers. Um, and then I said, are we dating, though, or are we just kind of... Now we're dating, like we're dating just for this day. So we're just dating only for Valentine's Day. I'm like, And then we stopped dating went back to just having fun. So, uh, but the, the best line was when she just said, I'm a woman, damn it. Like, oh, okay, I, I got that part. But I understand also why I ended up divorced. So what's up with that story? What were, what was going on with you? Do you remember? Is that how it happened? Kind of. I will take responsibility for that. I was kind of terrible at that time and probably did the thing of like, no, you don't have to get me anything. And well, he should know that I really want something. And then <laughs> like, do you want something? No, forget it. Okay. So you don't. Okay. Well, yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want the fucking flowers or not? I'm sure it was something where I was just like, well, he should read my mind. This is it. I know. After so many years of marriage, I've realized I do have to kind of spell out what I want. And luckily, he's kind of taken notes over the years. So now he knows, like, go overboard, even if I say I don't want much. Get the get the jewelry, yeah. get the flowers, get the nice card. So I got all those nice things. Would you like to see my lovely <gasps> yeah. earrings? This is he her birthday two days ago. A beautiful little set. Well, this I put on another bracelet on top of it. But look at this. It's my um, Ooh, aquamarine. It's really pretty. It's like a heavy-duty stuff. Yeah. And then I wow. have the matching earrings. I don't know if you can see. And then the necklace, really. too. Look at that. Yeah. How pretty. Yeah. Oh, and That's that is a... not a nip slip. That is my steam burn. I tried to uh, get wrinkles out while I was wearing the clothes. And look at this. <gasps> wow. Yeah. It's one like, one what is the size nipple. of that? Yeah, it looks like a big, oblong, awful. Um, yeah, and I have to go to Cabo in a bathing suit with this huge thing on my chest now. I'm so mad at myself. And it's blistering and the skin's coming off. I couldn't sleep the other night because it was all 
raw. Ugh, it's awful. Anyway. This is the last minute. It's the stuff I do, too, where you just go, ah. It was for I, a I podcast late, interview for the pop-up film guest. Yeah. You were like, you are, okay, we'll talk about your late problem later. Oh, I'm trying to get better. It's COVID. I'm blaming it on COVID. Okay. There's no It's a hard time reason. to schedule. I know. Okay. Um, and the last one is um, Blake. Talk about Blake. I've known Blake for many years. I want to say 25 years. And uh, he has been a good friend ever since. We went out, and I want to say two years. I am so bad with time and dates and everything, <laughs> so I don't know. But I think it was two years. And we lived together in this crazy Oakwood Apartments, which was like, he was going to San Francisco State and I was going to San Francisco City College. We were both doing film. And so all we did was like film projects, stay up late and yell at each other. <laughs> we were just like. <sighs> okay. Okay, we'll sign this off just in case you have anything. Oh, uh, the only, I was just texting you. The only one I was thinking of is when you were playing <laughs> at Oakwood. Wait, what? When you were playing your saxophone at when, Oakwood. What happened? Do you remember? Uh, it was, you know, 8.30 at night or so on like a Sunday night. And you started playing your saxophone. And I said, I think that's too loud. Like we're in an apartment building. And you said, shut up. And then you continued to play your saxophone. And then the security guard knocks on the door and is like, hey, man, you can't play your sax this late at night, bro. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Like, I had to take the blame, even though I was like, please don't do that. So that's the only one I could Didn't he say something about blowing your sax, bro? And he took the blame. It was my saxophone and I played it and he didn't want me to. (laughs) That reminds me of that video you just sent to of the TikTok girl who was like, there's someone in my apartment building. I got to show him that. Yeah. And it's the. um, The Pink Panther theme song, which I know how to. That was the one I know. That's the only. That's your go to. I know. You're (laughs) like, this might have been me. (laughs) It probably was me because it looked like a weird apartment building. It's so funny. I and I love that. that. And then the um, tequila. That's what that. got Toby hooked on saxophone. When he Yay. was in fifth grade, he went and toured the big school and they played that. And then he plays sax now up until sophomore year. He's in the marching band. All because of that song. So you, you know what know. made me play? The cute mm. boy. I was in third grade and he was in sixth grade and he played uh, uh, Love Me Tender. <laughs> and I love this guy. His name is Danny. And I'm like, I'm going to play the saxophone and be cool like that. Oh, these impressionable fifth graders. Why That's isn't it. there more guitar and piano? Because these other instruments are a little tough to mm-hmm. to get out. I don't know. Sax has some comebacks, though. Sax is pretty cool. All sax right. Sax is uh, cool. Kenny G. Let's hear the rest of Blake here. Um, all right. Can you say something about blowing your sax, bro? Yeah. Bazoo, no. you're in mid-story. I, that was it. Oh, okay. Take the blame for you blowing that stupid saxophone. It's a gorgeous sax, and I appreciate that. dense apartment building. It was a big... quiet Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's one. I feel like everything else is, like, you know, weird. Too weird to talk about a podcast. <laughs> like the box outfits. What else, though? Is there anything like? Well, did we you... shot that whole fucking 
I mean, the amount of movies that we shot in that apartment building. Was oh ridiculous. wait, the why don't you can thing? Can you tell the naked guy story from the top? No. Okay, I will. So we lived in Oakwood Apartments, which are right by San Francisco State, and then we lived really close to the bluffs and the ocean. And it was just like weird, vast space of bluffs. And so I had this great vision because we were in film school taking film classes. And my vision was that, okay, you're going to be a guy who's like a corporate guy and you have on a suit. Like I want you to be in a monkey suit and then I'm going to just get you like pulling over on the side of the road. You ditch your car, you run up that hill and we're going to have this beautiful view of the ocean below and you rip off your jacket and you rip off your shirt on the way up. And by the time you get up, you're naked and you just put your fist in the air and like, Rawr! but then you were so mad. <laughs> it was freezing. You were like, what are we doing? This is stupid. And then by the time we got up there, you were just like, Burr! with your fist in the air, <laughs> like angry and like, don't I get it. We have the footage. <laughs> the footage and it's pretty ridiculous because you're smiling half the time <laughs> this is so stupid yeah the i whole know concept was like take off a monkey suit that was it yeah but that's a good concept it's not enough if it's you put it to enough. a pogue song like a marching song i had a vision well you have the footage you can still <laughs> there's still hope you can still edit it if you want thanks thanks for showing up Oh, my God. He's... Okay, so your guy's dynamic is like a little bit of Oscar and Felix type, right? You have one of the grumps, and you're like the energy, like, come on! And that's kind of what goes... And then you'll finally get him over the hump, and then he'll be fun and have fun. And you guys (laughs) made all sorts of funny projects. and So dumb. Oh, my God. So many projects that are sitting... He's an archiver like you, so Mm -hmm. he'll pull things up from 30 years ago or whatever. And it's just like... You save that, and it will be a weird slideshow of like bizarre people in the neighborhood. And it's hilarious, though. He saves everything. He's got a great sense of humor, and he, yes, he knows comedy and timing. And I know, and he never video. comes on. It was like amazing. It was like Groundhog's Day that he spoke to get him. Yay, to we yeah. got him to speak on the show. Yay! And then he goes on to tell a story about another film you guys did with a frog. That one went on a little long, and we may need to okay, cut it. We don't have to, but it was hilarious too. Where just say it really quick what happened it was a chase scene was my assignment for this film class so I had to think of something something chasing something and it was of course the last night as usual I was like oh I gotta do something quick so I'm like okay we'll take our frog we had a pet frog and we'll pretend like the frog is chasing Blake and Blake will fall asleep and have dreams about this frog that chases him but the frog really wants to kill him and it's real in real life. So he keeps talking to his therapist, Barbara, Barbara. Okay, I'll try to keep it short. But <laughs> it's happening again. The dreams. He's trying to kill me. And then we like cut to the frog cage. And it's just like this frog on a log. But suddenly it's me, a point of view, chasing him down the halls. And then he's running down the halls. And it's like a chase scene. Brum, 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 but you like weren't Danny like Elfman doing music. a little thing down on a skateboard like from a frog point of no, view. No, of course here. I didn't think of that. I was six feet tall chasing him like a full grown frog. But it's the dreamland. So I chased him down the hall and then I was like, oh, we got to throw a body off the thing. He's like, why? I'm like, come on, we have to stuff some of your And sweats. what time of night was this in your apartment? Four in the morning. 
So, and then we stuffed his sweatsuit so it, it looked like a body and put, like, some of mom's hair. I always had, like, pieces of mom's old wigs. Yeah. And, like, threw it off the balcony. Then we cut to him. He's laying there with blood coming out of his mouth with the, with our pet frog on his chest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then, great... wait, I, maybe I will find some pieces of that clip to play because you were like, yeah, and how's our film career? <laughs> yeah. Like... Yeah. It really went far. Yeah. And also, I sh- had to show that in class, so I figured out how to edit in the TriStar. Like oh, yeah, the yeah. Wait, wait let's, over, hear, so let's like, hear that part, because okay. that was funny. That was so funny. All right, I have to slide it over here. Oh, those were the days, Bazoo, huh? Mm-hmm. So how did our film careers turn out? Great. I mean, as you can see, we're both very successful filmmakers. <laughs> we could also yeah. go back and re-edit and release that. We never released that one. No, it didn't get a wide release. I believe you showed it in your class. Uh, yeah, and I... So to just, like, slack-jawed stares. <laughs> but the best thing was I opened it, I ripped a TriStar with the Pegasus jumping <laughs> right. through. So everyone was, and I remember hearing people go, ooh. <laughs> and then it cuts to that turn, and everyone was, like, sorely disappointed. <laughs> I love it. Oh, you're like never start big and then go small. Bad idea. Oh. It was the most deflating feeling. Everyone was like, "Oh." <laughs> and then just dead silence after. And then it was over and like nobody just <laughs> didn't say anything. It was so bad. <laughs> but what a great uh experience and it got you ready for the screenwriting challenge cuz yeah. same kind of thing with the deadlines and the parameters. I've spent 30 years getting to the place where I could enter the contest. Oh my god, I oh. love it. Well, Weens, you have a good bevy of ex-boyfriends that have great stories about you and I love that you're still friends with them so that's great they're all very good people these are the good guys yeah 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 Yeah. good very good well we will wrap it up we went a little bit long but it's fun to talk stories they just fly by but I love you and thank you for doing our screenwriting um, for us and I'll see if I can show up for round two it'll be good but, uh, It'll be fun. Yay. Until then, I hope, thank you all of our listeners, especially our patrons. We so appreciate you um, finding value in us. It makes us really want to show up and, and do this for you. So we appreciate it. If anyone else wants to go to patreon.com backslash mouse and weens, we offer lots of fun swag. We give you uh, behind the scenes videos and bloopers and personal videos and let you choose the topics and and all that good stuff. So um, join the family, it's really fun. And we're over on Facebook, we have a group that's pretty chatty, that's fun. And uh, all the other regular spots, Instagram, Clubhouse, at Mouse and Weens everywhere. And do tell your friends, we would love for you to um, pass us on word of mouth. That's the best way we can grow. And we really appreciate it, we love you. We, we have so much fun doing this, so thank you very much. And thank you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. Mouse and weeds and mouse and weeds and mouse and weeds and mouse and weeds, yeah. Mouse and weeds and mouse and weeds and mouse and weeds and mouse and weeds, yeah. Ooh. 
You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.